0: In our last episode of A DD Channel, we followed Poppy as she entered the third stage of her DMT trip. In this third stage, she met Darwin Stampler, Poppy's childhood crush growing up. In this weird realm, she found that she has a loving life with Darwin, that is, until they discovered their beloved cat Callie has gone missing. They traced a suspicious trail trying to find their cat Callie, and it led them to a bright pink castle owned by none other than Poppy's high school bully, Veronica Tang. Getting to the castle wasn't easy though, as they fought wolves, goblins, and even a magical swarm of crows. Poppy then pocketed a few crows in her inventory as a present for Callie if they ever do reunite. Now they're on Veronica's property, where two goblins guarding the entrance ask Poppy to leave, but suspiciously ask Darwin to enter the castle to speak with Veronica. Darwin heroically agreed, vowing to rescue Callie at all costs. Is Callie still in the castle, let alone alive? Will Darwin make it out of the castle or be held captive by some sick plot Veronica has? And will Poppy ever make it out of her DMT trip? All will be revealed on this episode of A DD Channel. I'm so fucking cute,
1: bitch.
0: Cute. But I'm so cute. Welcome to a D&D channel. I'm Dominic and I will be your dungeon master. That means I will be the plot narrator for when we play d and a tabletop RPG uh, dice game where all your actions are controlled by dice. I'm here with the player uh, named Melina playing Poppy. <laughs> uh, Mel please say hi to the audience. <laughs> you steal my introduction every time. I don't know what to say in that part.
1: <laughs> Here's Mel, I play Poppy. <laughs> hi, I'm Mel and I play Poppy.
0: Okay, very good. What's a good Poppy fact?
1: Um, A quick fact about Poppy is that um, Callie, the kitty in our trials is actually Callie's real house cat and my personal kitty. So that's fun.
0: Yeah, so you really don't want Callie to die in the story because yeah, will get taken.
1: I would prefer her not to. I would be very heartbroken. <laughs> Might cry myself to sleep.
0: Makes sense. It has a real uh, personal life touch on it. Mm-hmm. A uh, DM fact is that one out of every ten fairies that go into the, D&D hole, the DMT hole that Poppy's in right now end up overdosing and completely dying a very terrifying thing for the village when you do die because you just kind of overdose in the tree hole and your body gets consumed by the tree.
1: They must have a lot of drug problems in the village. I don't know.
0: This is more of a psychedelic one. This Bellhaven's like a uh, gentle chaos town. Mm. So with gentle chaos is, you know, I feel like if everybody was on cocaine it'd be like hardcore chaos. Whereas like psychedelics is just like a a, a nice little chaos of let's all party bitch.
1: I understand that like the mother tree is, like, this sacred object to where, you know, you wouldn't disrespect it. But at the same time, I can only imagine that people, like, in the middle of the night go by and, like, swipe a finger of it or some <laughs> Yeah, <shit.
0: laughs> maybe. Uh, honestly, that probably happens. Yeah. It's gentle chaos town. I guarantee that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but without any further ado, let's play some motherfucking d d bitch. Woo! We last left off with darwin being escorted into the castle by one out of two of the goblins guarding the entrance as poppy was just asked to leave the property one goblin stayed by the door as darwin went into the castle he gives a thumbs up to poppy as he slowly leaves out of sight he holds up like a really rough thumbs up underneath his arm <laughs> And the door shut, and there's one goblin standing at the door watching over as the other goblin is uh, escorting Darwin inside the castles.
1: Um, right across the way, I assume it's like a castle and then maybe like a little clearing type deal. What is around that?
0: Okay, so there's like dense brush around it, Okay, but it's enough to like get through. It's more of like one of those, imagine a cool castle uh-huh. with really dense forest decorations, but not so much as overgrownness. Okay. Like a a thick forest garden.
1: Okay. Is there enough room on the edge in eyeline of both the guards to like sit down?
0: Well, there's only one guard outside now. Oh, okay. So what exactly are you going for?
1: Making a camp.
0: You want to make a camp? Yep. What for exactly?
1: Cooking the bird.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
0: You can definitely find an opening to cook the bird for sure. All right. Yeah, 100%. Yes.
1: I'm going to cook the bird. Okay. And um, you know, Druid Craft allows you to like put up camps like super fucking cool. quick and easy.
0: Okay, so explain to me what you do in the next like <laughs> let's say twenty-five minutes of everything that's about to happen.
1: Um, well, I would like to make exaggerated movements of collecting fire, finding a really nice stick. Plucking the feathers out, sticking the bird on the stick, and
0: That's so gently
1: roasting it over the fire. <laughs> Meanwhile, I will be using my druid craft to, like, waft the fumes okay. over towards him.
0: Um, I won't even make you roll for anything. I'm just going to say it's obnoxiously obvious. This oh, goblin with, like, a like, pot belly in front of the door.
1: Pretend to be eating it, and then put it down, lean back, and go... Oh, I'm mighty full, and I really don't want to throw out this freshly made bird. It's so good.
0: He, like, throughout this whole process, is, like, eyeballing you over. He's not even hiding it. He's just straight staring at you at moments, <laughs> licking his chops. Um, the wind is blowing perfectly in his direction with your druid craft to where he just smells freshly cooking crow. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, he just says, you know what? Fuck it. And he, he slowly makes his way over to you like a, a scared see, cat, like I a shy cat. I make a
1: couple steps, and I'm like, oh, oh, good timing. I actually, I can't finish this food, and I'm not a waster, so I'd have to find someone else to I, eat it.
0: I would love if you gave me that. Oh,
1: please. R- really? Yeah, here, take my seat.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, and he, he sits down, and he just starts demolishing the first crow ravenously. You hear, you hear sharp teeth just digging in you hear bones cracking he's not peeling off meat. he's just digging through
1: it seems like you haven't eaten in a while are you still hungry
0: the ravenous eating stops and his head slowly looks at you and he goes yeah i can eat
1: um well i've come into quite a conundrum i have to use the bathroom so i'm gonna go over in that direction out of your eye line if you don't mind you know privacy um could you cook this bird for me while i use the restroom and then i'll come back and we can split it
0: (laughs) roll deception with advantage for sure 18 okay
1: 18 okay
0: very nice and that's not even with your do you have a bonus no
1: i don't have a bonus on deception
0: He's so filled in on the bird, he's like, he thinks he's almost getting over on you, because he's fully planning on eating the raven, <laughs> and you can see it in his eyes, he's like, yeah, you you go use the bathroom, I'm gonna cook this raven.
1: Here you go! And I'll hand him a, a raven, and go to the entrance that he abandoned.
0: So as you make your way past, he didn't finish the first crow. It's just like a pile of burnt feathers. Okay. And before finishing the first one, he already starts eating the raw crow that you had, uh, not even cooked. He just he doesn't even wait. He just starts ravenously eating the next one, (laughs) and just starts demolishing a raw crow. And you make your way to the castle core. He sees absolutely nothing. Yep.
1: Uh, I'd like to enter the castle. Okay.
0: So. As you enter the castle, you find yourself into the entrance. You see a large open foyer. And inside the foyer, you see trophies of Veronica. You see her achievements. On the right, you see an open doorway to a kitchen dining room area. And to your left, you see a wall with three doors. And inside the kitchen, you can see a goblin moving back and forth inside of it with a white chef hat on. Okay. Like from RuneScape.
1: Okay. Um,
0: oh, and real quick, tell me what you would imagine Veronica looking like. This is a girl that you went to fairy school with that once blamed you for a fart. What do you imagine this girl that's just rich as shit, parents, a bitch to you? What do you think she'd look like? Prettiest girl in school, my dad. I I'd,
1: I'd assume long blonde flowing locks, maybe some some blue eyes on her. Okay. Some freckles.
0: And I'll I'll add in that she's got the puffy lips that almost look like she has a. Uh, Lip injections, but no one can tell really, you know. Okay. And just she looks like she got lip injections, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so, what do you do? You walk in dining room to your right, three doors in the I left. I would
1: like to um keep out of the sight of line of the chef goblin mm-hmm. while doing a perception check and seeing if I can see any traces of Kelly. Uh,
0: first roll a d20 for perception to see if you see anything. Yeah, 12. 12. Uh, you don't see any traces of Callie. As you're looking around for traces of Callie, you find nothing, and you hear the goblin chef inside the dining room yelling. He says, Veronica wants cat food delivered ASAP. Take this dish to her before she does that THING AGAIN. And you hear dishes clinking and footsteps approaching the doorway.
1: Okay, is there anything to hide behind?
0: Uh, You don't see anything in the immediate area, it's just kind of an open foyer there are three doors to your left.
1: I'll try the first one nearest to me.
0: Okay. So you hear the chef hastily preparing a dish of cat food and footsteps walking through the doorway as you enter through the first door. As you enter in, you see two bunk beds and one normal bed, and each one of them is filled with exhausted-looking goblins snoring loudly. And you did not wake them. Okay. They're exhausted as fuck. Yep. But you just entered into what looks like a night shift for goblin servants. Swords around the wall. There's, you know, their armory is also in here. Their inventory. There's chests.
1: Has the servant carrying the cat food walked through?
0: You would have heard footsteps. And as you're sitting there listening, you do hear a door open and then close.
1: A door near me?
0: Yeah, a door near you. One of the three doors that you were probably looking at earlier. Can I
1: hear which door it is?
0: Roll a perception check, and if you get over an 18, I'll say you can. 20. Oh my god.
1: Yep, without, it's a nat 20. Wow. Yep. Which door is
0: it? Door number two in the middle.
1: Okay, well, good thing. <laughs> you that's can successfully
0: tell that door number two in the middle, without a doubt. You just, you heard a vibration as you were listening on the door, and behind you, as the door slams that the goblin walked into, yep. you hear... Has it affected him? Nothing. Okay, good. <laughs>
1: um, I would like to exit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to assume the servant delivering the cat food is probably going to walk out soon. Would that be a correct assumption? Is she going to wait around in the room?
0: You don't feeding know. Feeding cat?
1: Yeah. Okay. All right, well, whatever. Fuck it. I'm going to get out of the door.
0: Okay.
1: And go into the third room. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. You stealthily I would assume.
1: Yes, stealthily, por favor.
0: Open up the third door. It does not open. It is locked.
1: There goes that. Into the second door I go.
0: (laughs) You open up the second door and right behind it, yeah.
1: Is there any other door in the entire place besides the kitchen?
0: No, just the kitchen area. There's no,
1: like, stairs leading to a different... Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. In the second door we go.
0: (laughs) You open up the second door and there's an elevator shaft. One button you can press only.
1: Do I see what number the
0: last person went up to Hmm. like
1: where the elevator is currently at
0: it went up to the next floor it doesn't go all the way up to third floor it only goes up the second floor okay you can tell that it's waiting up on top Um, so you can press the button and it'll call it back down kind of thing
1: i am going to walk back to the door that i just went through Mm -hmm. and block
0: it you're going to lock the elevator door yeah okay
1: and then i'm going to go up
0: into the elevator oh okay So you you can lock the door to where no one can get into the elevator. Okay, you do this. You can lock it. Okay. And then you press the button on the elevator. Yeah. And then you go up. So you you press the call button. It came down. Yes. As it opened, nobody was in it. Okay. Step in. Luxurious elevator. I
1: had to bust my <laughs>
0: Inside the elevator, you see like a really overly flattering picture of just Victoria's lips. She's very full of herself. She really takes your lips prideful. Okay. It says over top of it, it's almost like uh, abstract art. Okay. It says with like a paintbrush kind of natural, abstract look of words, it says natural <laughs> over her lips.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So as you enter the elevator, you press the only big red button you see. And it slowly starts to rise the elevator fills slightly with mist and as you come to a halt the doors slowly open up you see a room filled with very low visibility due to a thick clog a thick fog of mist a cloud of mist fills this room completely God. as you step in closer into the room you make out many large plants trees mushrooms and various foliage in this room it resembles a forest in almost every way possible. Even the floor has a layer of dirt on it.
1: Oh, I wish I was this rich. <laughs> Do I see a door on the other end or
0: like You have like a five foot visibility due to just thick okay. clogs of mist, but you can see in like a a dark shadowed area a foliage.
1: Is this considered my favorite terrain?
0: It is considered your favorite okay. terrain. So your danger sense is still heightened up.
1: You know, I never looked at it. Um, my favorite enemies are humans and goblins. Mmm. Which, for future reference against all these goblins, I get advantage on survival checks to track favorite enemy and intelligence checks about info about them. Okay.
0: Well, you you pretty much learned everything you would need to so far. Yeah. So as you're in this fog-covered room... Yes. What are you, you in for?
1: I can't see anything. Nope. Um, okay, I'll take my weapon out and uh, slowly walk forward.
0: As you take your first steps in, you you hear as you hear handfuls of birds somewhere in the room calling and crowing.
1: Okay, can I hear where it's
0: coming from? You can hear that it's kind of scattered against the back wall, but that's about it.
1: I am alone, so... I automatically get stealth while alone in my favorite terrain.
0: So you're stealthing right now. Yep. Cool.
1: So I'm just gonna keep fucking walking forward. Cool.
0: As you move through the door and hear caws and crows in the distance, you hear the unmistakable voice of Victoria. And she's screaming mad. This cat food is fucking cold. You expect me to feed my cat cold cat food? Leave me, you insulate fool. And you hear a door slam. Where? It doesn't seem like it's on this door. It seems like... Upstairs neighbors yelling at each other, kind of thing.
1: And I hear like footsteps retreat across the floor. Yes, exactly. Okay.
0: And then you start to hear footsteps approaching from the back of the mist as the door slams and time goes by. Slowly
1: walk backwards and
0: step into the trees. You hide in the trees and you are stealthy, and you hear a goblin footsteps coming by. He goes, "I don't want to get eaten by these crows, goddamn! Oh my, (laughs) fuck." Uh, cold cat food. Cold cat food, Hot cat food. Hot cat food. God damn it! How, what do I? What did she ask for again? Uh, uh, I can't remember. Um, she wanted cold cat food. That's it. And he presses the button on the elevator door, and waits for it to ring. He steps in the elevator and then goes down, and you hear, ah, <laughs> ah, in the distance.
1: If I had thaumaturgy, I would have projected my voice a little bit and done something. Um, Anywho, um, okay. I'll creep over to the other opposite.
0: You go farther in?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go farther
0: in. So as you make your way toward the back of the room, Mm -hmm. you go there without alerting any crows. You are in your fucking element. This is the spot Poppy was born to be in. And you see a like winding spiral staircase going straight up and right before the staircase starts there's a button on the wall that says "mist." okay that's it little tiny button that says "mist" on it okay leading up to the staircase
1: okay i want to press the button
0: (laughs) do you want to press the button
1: i don't know i do want to press the button okay but i don't know if it if i should press the button i will reach out Almost press the button but
0: no. <laughs> okay. and go up the stairs. As you almost press the button and head of the stairs you hear arr, and you hear like flapping around and, and like you feel movements of air flow moving away from you as you head up the stairs. Okay. No crows saw you. As you get up you find at the end of the spiral staircase Yeah. You walk up the spiral staircase, and there's just a pink door with, like, glitter and, like, little sparkles on it. Like, very outrageously feminine and peppy and preppy kind of setup, you know?
1: Okay. I'll walk up to the door and put my ear against it. What can I hear? Mm. Or shall I do a perception check?
0: Do a perception check to see what you hear. Okay.
1: Sixteen.
0: Okay. So you hear, you hear mumbling in the far distance, okay. and you can definitely make it out that it's Victoria, and you hear... I just don't think that she's that fucking great, you know, she's... I don't. And you hear like your name a little bit like Poppy, you know, you can't make out what she's saying, you can hear that she's kind of talking shit about you. And then you hear a soft, silent, and you hear... Victoria, I think you're beautiful, and... Uh, you're fantastic, Victoria.
1: Do I hear a cat?
0: Roll another D twenty. Fourteen. Okay, I'll say you hear a little bit of a
1: Wow. Do I have the third crow on me?
0: Third crow? Yeah. What do you mean?
1: I took a I took a non-existent bite from the crow that I oh, ate. Oh, You saw okay.
0: the a crow. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Crow crow crow.
1: <laughs> I'd like to pluck a feather
0: off of it. <laughs> Okay, you do so.
1: Now I'll lay it down on four. And put the feather under the door.
0: You're gonna roll the ever-so-rare animal handling check. And if you can beat a 13.
1: <clears throat> 25? Oh
0: my god.
1: <laughs> um, here kitty.
0: <laughs> you stick the feather underneath the door. And within a moment's notice, you hear the light footsteps go and pitter patter walking up to the door. And then you hear Victoria's voice in distance say, Victoria Jr., where are you going? And you you feel little okay. little paws touching you, the feather. You know you... that
1: thing that cats do underneath doorways with stuff where they like
0: her paw definitely comes through the bottom chasing after the feather.
1: Do I recognize the paw?
0: it is unmistakably your pet cat's paw hmm. and you hear kylie where are you i mean victoria jr <laughs> come back here come sit with us on the bed
1: oh why are they on the bed
0: and you hear footsteps coming over and they get closer
1: male footsteps or female footsteps
0: both and they arrived at the door oh fuck! are you still playing with the feather
1: no, I would have retracted it if she stuck her paw mm-hmm. out like this. Okay. So then I'll just like go to the side.
0: Okay. And you hear, Victor- you hear Victoria pick up the cat and come back on the couch with me. Victoria Junior, we have lots of pets and hair braiding to do with our new boyfriend. The footsteps retract back into the room as they sit back down on what seems like a bed.
1: I'm going under the assumption that Victoria's room is super frilly. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stick the feather under the door again.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Does the cat come?
0: <sighs> Roll your d20 again, animal handling, and you have to be a 13. Nine. The cat does not come. Six.
1: Okay, okay. Druidcraft is a cantrip. Can I do it once, and then immediately do it right after? Yeah, it's
0: a cantrip. Okay. I, I will say you can only do one thing, though. So, like, if you do a noise, yeah. like a meow, you can't do two meows at the same time. You gotta be like, meow, woof.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. Okay, so. What I want to do is, you know, those balls that cats play with that are the crinkly ones. Mm-hmm. Addict to that sound, right? Okay. I'd like to make that noise right by the door.
0: Okay, I'll say roll animal handling, be the thirteen with advantage because you know your cat so well. Nope.
1: Okay, it's a fifteen.
0: Okay, so you hear the cat jump back down, and Victoria quickly this time follows the cat again, like to
1: the door. Yes. Yeah. Does the cat come to the door?
0: And you hear. Victoria Junior, stop! Oh my god! I
1: would like to start a fire by the bed.
0: You can do that with...
1: You can start a light or snuff out a small fire.
0: Like you can light a candle... Yeah, light. or a campfire. Okay, then I'll All say... I need is
1: a candle fire, so okay. on So you
0: start a very small candle fire where about do you think? Like you're feeling it out you I
1: hear their voices over by the bed area. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to assume there's probably super fucking friendly or at least bedcloths. I'm going to start it over there.
0: Okay. Because you're doing it blind, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a uh, performance check or, okay. or an arcane check. Okay. You pick. And Arc. if you can be a 10, then you can successfully do it. All right, I'll do arcana.
1: Oh, thank God. 16.
0: Okay, cool. So okay. you hear Victoria coming up and getting the cat. And you hear like, oh my God, like seriously, whoever raised you from the beginning, like Jesus Christ, horrible cat, oh shit, what's going on? And you hear her turn around and Victoria, there's a fire on your bed.
1: (laughs) And does she rush over to the fire? She does
0: rush over to the fire. Okay.
1: I would like to very quickly, very quietly open up the door and snatch my cat.
0: (laughs) 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 You open the door. They are distracted
1: by the fire.
0: Yeah, they are distracted very by the fire. Very serious. <laughs> and you see both of them are quickly putting out a small flame.
1: Cats are cats. They don't care about fires.
0: They don't. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure they like fires. So they <laughs> want to see the world burn. I'm going to still do one more animal handling check. Okay. And because it's your cat, roll advantage and beat a very low score of a 10.
1: I get a 10.
0: Okay. Okay. As you pick up Callie, her cat claws make a slight scratch. Okay. But not enough to alert Victoria. That
1: classic. Yeah.
0: But it's enough to where Darwin kind of pops his ear up and catches you with his peripherals. Mm -hmm. And he's gonna roll a d20 real quick for something that you're unaware of. Okay. You see Darwin kind of pop his head up and catch you with his peripherals. And he goes, and then his mouth shuts, and he goes back to putting out the fire. And you grab your cat. What did you do? He just kind of mumbled something that kind of had your name in it, but then reverted back to the fire and went back to some kind of whatever he was doing.
1: Okay. And I saw him do this. Yeah,
0: yeah. You you could see that he like strained himself with saying your. Did he look in pain? He didn't look in pain, but he looked strained for sure.
1: Like he's being forced.
0: You don't know. You can roll an Arcana check in the moment that you saw him to see if you can get like a some kind of.
1: Okay, I'll I'll do that if you don't mind. (laughs) Does a four count?
0: (laughs) Yeah. He's happy. Maybe he was (laughs) constipated.
1: Yeah, that's normal. He eats a lot of meat.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I have Callie.
0: You have Callie.
1: Hmm. We're three stories up. Mm Mm-hmm how much of a bitch was she to me
0: she was a huge bitch to you in high school she blamed a fart on you she'd pick on you she'd write mean stuff on your locker she'd try to if a boy was interested in you she'd definitely try to like steal him away
1: i'm at a crossroads here i have the cat mm-hmm. that was the objective mm-hmm. do i book it and trust darwin to handle himself or do i go in and rescue him i assume she's a Sorcerer of some sort or wizard or something. Some sort maybe.
0: She's a fairy. She is a fairy. Might I add the most beautiful fairy from your fairy school?
1: Yeah. Schmorgborg. <laughs> um Fuck. This is hard.
0: This is a good crossroad. It's put... a very good I'm crossword. happy the player is so stuck between what to do.
1: I'll I'll explain the situation a little bit further. Poppy's only known Darwin for about the past six hours
0: mm-hmm. but this
1: oh. cat holds a nice warm place in her heart but I think I'm gonna have to go in there and try to save him.
0: <laughs> Tell me how you do it.
1: I'm going to go down this spiral stair. You're
0: gonna go down the spiral stair? Down. Okay
1: um I'm You're gonna back hit in the, the button. Okay. Yep what does it do?
0: You hit the mist button, and all the mist starts to retract.
1: I figured that's what it fucking did.
0: And the crows all look in your direction. Okay,
1: good. Do they look in my direction? They do. Are they going to start flopping after me? They are. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to bolt up the stairs and jump into the room.
0: Okay. You bolt into the stairs. You jump into the room.
1: And I am going to hide behind Veronica.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You rush in.
1: Like, human shield (laughs) it.
0: You open the door and you hear, If that cat food is cold again, I swear to lunas, I will blow my raven whistle so quick on you disgusting goblin ass. Oh, Poppy, this is awkward. And you run past her and hide behind her and she looks at you and she says, Um, I don't remember inviting you here. Oh, by the way, do you like my new cat? What are you doing with my cat, you bitch?
1: Can I do an animal handling role, please? Sure. A twenty three. Um, okay. Can I press Callie's toe beans so her claws pop
0: out? <laughs> <laughs> because you rolled so well, then yes.
1: Um and smack her in her big fat lips with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> roll a D twenty and I'm gonna pretend that they're daggers. I believe you get a one D six. Either way, you'll get one D four, how about that? Okay, you beat her armor class. Okay. So roll a one D four for damage. Okay. You run into the room and she says, I don't remember it in but, what are you doing with my cat? And you press the toe beans and you scratch her in her lips and she goes, What the fuck are you doing? And she picks up her whistle. Does a whistle around collagen
1: neck. pop out?
0: Oh. I'm gonna say right now. You did not do enough damage to put anything out. Just
1: there. to the lips. Two full damage just to the lips.
0: I'm going to say you got like a bloody scratch on it. But it's not enough to get deeper into the meat. Do another cat scratch and you might be able to get to, <laughs> to the, the depth that you're looking for. As you scratch her in the face, she's like, what the fuck? And she goes to blow a whistle. But ravens come through the cracked open door. A half swarm of ravens enter. And she goes, oh. And I I'd even... like
1: to dexterily snatch the whistle out of her hand.
0: You snatch the... Okay, uh, you're going to do a compete uh, competition with Victoria.
1: Would it be sleight of hand?
0: Do sleight of hand, for sure. And she's going to oppose you. What'd she get? She got an 11.
1: Yes! I got a 21. Okay.
0: The ravens enter the room, and she she goes to blow the whistle, and she, after saying, what the fuck, you fucking bitch... And she goes to blow the whistle, and she goes, oh, my ravens are already here. And you snatch the whistle out of her hand.
1: And blow it.
0: And you blow the whistle.
1: What happens?
0: As you blow the whistle, you feel a spell come out from said whistle Mm -hmm. that then encapsulates the half crowd of crows that are in the room. And you can tell that they're obeying your all command.
1: So they're no longer coming after me.
0: And she looks at you and she says, Seriously, what the fuck are you doing in my castle with my cat, with my whistle? You better explain yourself right now, bitch.
1: They obey my every command? They do. I and would and like
0: Darwin them. is like, Poppy, this is weird. You're imposing on me and my girlfriend, Victoria. You're being really not cool right now. I'm
1: totally stonewalling him. I'd like <laughs> his, I'd like the crows to scratch out her lips.
0: We're going to have you guys roll initiative.
1: Okay. Do I have a swear my crows on my, on my side now?
0: You do now? I did not expect that. Okay, so the crows are going to attack Victoria's lips. They broke her armor class and they're going to do four points of damage on Victoria's lips.
1: Is that deep enough to see whether there's collagen in her lips or not?
0: as the crows swarm on her lips you see a little thick milky white goo come out that is pure collagen and she starts screaming oh my fucking god you stupid fucking crows get the ah! and she like screams and kind of like flops the crows and she's like my lips oh my god my fucking lips you know how long it took me to get these so perfect and well done like this fucking idiot. How dare you do this to me in my fucking castle, you bitch.
1: Not so natural now, huh, Veronica?
0: You don't need to be naturally beautiful if you have money to pay for things that make you look good. You wouldn't know that, would you, though, peasant? And you hear in the distance, Darwin, he says, I don't care if her lips are made of collagen. They're beautiful, and I love them.
1: To Veronica, I say, I respect your decision to change your body, but it doesn't mean you should want them as natural. <laughs> and I'm going to, I want to punch her in the face, but controlling the crows, I feel like would like be a weapon, you know? Mm-hmm. So like,
0: I'll say you could do this. You can have the crows attack on their own turn. Yeah. But you can use them in placement of a weapon if you'd like.
1: How many crows are there?
0: Half a murder of a swarm. So, like, roughly 15 of which five are, like, really large. And the rest are just, like, pack crows.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm going to use my Cali dagger. Mmm. And I'm just going to go straight for her face.
0: You know that's only one D4, right? I thought
1: it was d
0: D6. No, it was a D4, I think.
1: The thing is, I don't want to shoot her with an arrow in the face. That's, like, kind of... <laughs> Vulgar, but then again, maybe I should shoot her with the arrow in the face. That's you. Do I see a magical object on her body?
0: No, she's not wearing any magical object that you can see.
1: I'm gonna shoot my arrow at her foot and preferably nail it in place.
0: Okay, Uh, roll your attack. Twelve. Do your damage.
1: What? That's surprising. Nine.
0: Holy shit.
1: I wanted to go straight through her foot into the floorboard.
0: Oh, God. Okay. So you're not trying to kill her, though. You're trying to. That's basically like a knockout shot. Yeah. You successfully do this. Okay, cool.
1: Shoot for itself.
0: So she, after the crows attacked her face, she's like, Do you know how long it took you to get me this natural fucking look, you crows? That whole sage thing happens. You pull your arrow back and shoot, and it goes straight into her foot and digs through the floorboard. And in the midst of screaming at you guys, her eyes stop. And she looks down at her foot and she goes, oh my fucking god.
1: Looks like you're going to need to get more work done.
0: She looks at you as you say that and she just passes out from the blood (laughs) loss and just hits the floor. And she's completely knocked out and unconscious. Okay. And uh, you know what? For that, Darwin is going to roll another d20. Uh, It is his turn. Yep. So I'm going to have him use both his rolls for this D20 roll. He is trying to break something that you don't know. You see Darwin straining an internal thought in his mind. As she falls to the floor, you see Darwin shake his head. And then with another moment, he snaps his head really hard and says, uh, I love Victor. I love Victor. I love Poppy. And he looks at you and he goes, Poppy. Will you ever forgive me? She put me in this room that just made me fall in some kind of curse. I don't know what happened, but I just, it was some kind of weird thing she I'll put me in.
1: Reach out and pat his cheek and be like, I never doubted you for a second, Darwin.
0: <laughs> I knew you were the woman for me.
1: And you're just the man for me. <laughs>
0: and you hear, like, heavy breathing as Victoria's passed out, like, unconscious <laughs> on the floor. And the crows are just swarming around.
1: Can I do, like, maybe an arcana check on on Darwin to see, like, what dispelled him?
0: Go for it. Okay.
1: 12. Trying to see if I need to cut a bitch
0: or... So as you're staring up Darwin up and down making a magical arcana check he notices of you staring at him and he goes if you're wondering what happened there's a room in the corner of her bedroom here and uh, she put me in that room she said Callie was in there but Callie wasn't in there there was pictures and moving motion art all of her and it Put me in some kind of spell that just kind of made me love Victoria, Ugh. and it's it's just a, If you don't believe me, I understand. But there's a door over there. I urge you to be careful because it's just a magical room that makes you love Victoria. <laughs> I'm. I still have images of her in my brain. I it's they're there, but I don't love her anymore. I just I have a moment in my life where I loved her. That's weird. I agree.
1: Um, okay, well, I would like to, uh, hmm, I'd like to go up to the room and close my eyes and take the axe and smash
0: it. Smash around the room? Yes. Okay. You open the room, you keep your eyes closed. Yep. And as you go inside, the door automatically just shuts. And you just hear love victoria love victoria and you hear like chantings and recitements and evil messages and you start to swing your axe and hit random spots on the wall uh roll a d20 okay and if you can beat a five yeah okay uh what'd you get 17 okay so you just smash the wall before it really starts to deepen into your brain Uh, You do hear messages start to really dwell into your brain pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. It's like basically a really bad hypnosis starts getting into your brain. But no trouble at all. You just start smashing it. And before you start to even start, you hear the voice crackling of, Love, Victoria. (laughs) (laughs) And then it stops. And the lights that were once flashing in your eyes, bright and dark and low and different visibilities, slowly start to turn into one color. And the hypnosis stops. And as you open up, the door opens and you see broken pictures of art of Victoria everywhere. You see motion-moving, spell-casted pictures that were once roaming around on the walls, like mobile TV screens that are now broken and sparking out. Okay. And Darwin is standing on the door and he says, uh, you did the right thing, Poppy. Once she wakes up, she will never be able to do anything like this to anybody again. Until she gets it fixed, at least. But...
1: <laughs> That's what I was thinking, dude. She doesn't have money. She probably just fix it.
0: Her, She doesn't have the money, Poppy. Her parents have the money. She was given everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is something I learned back in my days with her.
1: Is there a pen and paper laying around?
0: We could find a pen and paper.
1: I'd like to find a pen and paper.
0: All right. You, I'd say you managed to find okay. one pretty easily.
1: I'd like to write a note to her dearest parents.
0: Okay. What, do you, what does the note say?
1: Um, the note will say, To... My fucking horrible mother and father, comma, I hate you beyond the measures of this earth. No amount of your money could possibly change my mind. (laughs) I don't want a single penny of it ever again. I hereby disown you. And then I'll sign, love Victoria, grab a near perfume bottle, spray it, and then, um, yep, I'll, I'll take it with me as I exit the house.
0: Okay. Once I do that. So, as you go to exit the house, not what you were expecting.
1: (laughs) What do you mean?
0: You go to exit the house, and...
1: Oh, I forgot this was a dream. Yeah.
0: As you leave (laughs) with Darwin with his arm wrapped around your arm, a light flashes, but you don't pass out. Time moves forward at an increasingly fast speed, and you see a lifetime play across your very eyes you see you have a long loving life with Darwin. You explore this fantasy DMT world where you guys find chocolate mountains and meet unicorns that perform theaters. You eventually have children that grow up to be respected leaders of a nearby village. They give you every asset you could ever dream of and you eventually die together of old age. Victoria's castle Mm -hmm. is taken away from her. Her parents who didn't care about her in the first place disowned her even more and took away all assets and be- she became a crazy bum in the streets that was always begging for change. I was hoping that's where to go. She eventually died of an overstress amount at a very young age of 40 for a young fairy. But woman. not
1: before I gifted her a coin as I saw her on the street one day.
0: This exactly happened. Just so your, I could
1: smile down at her. Your
0: life, if you want to try and tell me how your life played out, you had a full, long, loving life with Darwin. You don't even need to have had kids. You tell me how your long, loving life would have gone.
1: I had 50 children. <laughs> <laughs> Each one named F with a letter of the alphabet, but double that because there's that many children.
0: Tell me an adventure you had in this long, loving life that you had with Darwin and 50 children. One adventure that happened with everything.
1: Well, um, we went to the springs one year, okay? Um, and because there are 50 children, um, they just took up the entire springs. And with that, we could pilfer the bottom of the river for all the treasure that people have lost over the decades upon decades of flooding down this river. And that's how we found our riches.
0: Ah, okay. You guys found your riches through finding, through having many kids and having them go out and find gold blooms on the bottom of the river.
1: Our little treasure hunters.
0: <laughs> Until you guys died together in each other's arms, loving and happily.
1: With our cat who died <laughs> 20 years ago when we taxidermied her, and she, the resting scene is us on a porch in chairs watching the sunset with a taxidermied cat <laughs> on my
0: <our> lap. <laughs> oh gosh, okay. And as you guys you guys lived your long, happy life, and as you die together in each other's arms with a taxidermy cat in between you of old age, you see the final flash of death's light coming into your eyes. The trippiness that you've experienced up to now feels completely different. You feel a much different heavy vibration in your, vil- in your vision. It feels much more real in the image of yourself walking with an unknown individual through the woods. The scene cuts to an image of your neighboring town of Lakeshore. You see yourself and the same individual helping strangers and guiding a small crying girl to her mother. It cuts again to an image of you being celebrated by a crowd of thousands of fairies, then quickly to a shot of you with your eyes caved from your skull, retching in pain, then white light that slowly turns into a picture of your grandma Lily and your mom Donnie. They get bigger and bigger until you see a crowd of elders around them. The vibrations stop, and you quickly realize you're leaving the DMT hole, and your grandma Lily is holding a blanket to wrap you in as you come out. The leader chimes in as you as you leave the DMT hole. As you exit, your grandma covers you with the blanket. You're still fully clothed, and the leader of the DMT tree hole ceremony says, uh, Rejoice! My community! She has passed the test! poppy has officially achieved womanhood and you hear applause from all around as they clap that you just achieved your womanhood status and
1: for once in my life i remain silent
0: ah that's cool your grandma hugs you and she's like i'm so proud of you poppy and your mom who is only 25 percent drunk at this point oh wow puts her hand on your shoulder and says uh you did great, honey. I'm I'm so m- proud of you.
1: Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Grammy. I couldn't have done it without you guys.
0: And that is where we'll leave off.
1: I'm so fucking cute, bitch.
0: I'm so fucking cute. Attitude abusive. But I'm so fucking cute. Alright, so you guys made it this far. Once again, thank you as always for listening. <laughs> Much appreciate it. Uh check us out on Instagram. My Instagram is ChipSkylark43. I'm your dungeon master Dominic signing off.
1: And I'm Mel playing poppy. You can find me on Instagram at I mess this up every time, at Melibu twenty two. Is that it?
0: Yeah. Okay. melibu twenty two. Yep. No posts yet. <laughs> Thanks to all the people in the UK listening. Holy fuck. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Anyways, see you later. Thank you again. So appreciated. Skeet, skeet, bitches.
1: Poppy, out.